Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Oh, my modern lovers, imagine if you could live a long and healthy and, yes, sexy life, what would you be willing to do to be 100 years old and still be full of energy Vim, Vigor, and Verve, well, I'll tell you, if you want the answers, you need to talk to somebody who's 100 years old, because research shows that genetics may play a role in longevity, but lifestyle actually plays a larger role, meaning it's not just luck of the draw, it's the choices that we make. And I want all of you modern lovers to start making choices right now that are going to guarantee you have a long joyful, healthy life, and there's a book that just came out by a best-selling author who's 96 years young, and she's going to be our guest today, so hang on to hear advice from one who knows and will share her secrets to good health. But first, here at Modern Love, we know that there are secrets to great love, and when you have a great love, your health definitely improves. But you need the right tools in your toolbox. Our motto here is learn better, love better. Most people wait too late, wait too long to learn how to create great love. When if you know, and you hear me many times quote this statistic, that there are 50% fewer divorces for people who do premarital training. That's why we created our Modern Love Training Programs We have a live intensive training event once a month, second Saturday of every month, and it's coming up June the 9th, the seven secrets to create great love. Go to Eventbrite, take action right now, and register yourself and people you care about and come to that training. And if you can't make it to the training, then hit me back at www.com. Let's see, www.drbrendawade.com. What am I thinking? So that you can get more information that is news you can use to create the love you want because that's what we're committed to. Now, first, we've got our dear Dr. Brenda question. Dear Dr. Brenda, my wife, Connie, in quotes, have been together 30 years. We have a wonderful marriage. However, over the last five years, She's become very close to a divorced woman at her workplace. They seem to text nonstop. When I travel, they get together for movie and dinner. I like Connie's friend, and I used to be included or at least invited to anything they did. Now I suggest we all go out. Connie says her friend has other plans where she's sick. What bothers me is that I used to be Connie's best friend, but I feel I've been replaced. I think it's obvious she gets something from this relationship she doesn't get from me. Do you think friendships between women can evolve into emotional affairs left out in Denver? Look, Denver, 
you and Connie need to sit down and have a really deep discussion about what you need, what she needs, and what you both want in your marriage at this stage in your marriage. People do change over time. Marriages change over time. Her friend is giving her something you may not know she needs. It doesn't mean you can't learn how. It's going to take learning better so you can do better. And to think that it's just going to be the way it was is a mistake a lot of people make because that's just not the way human beings work. It's certainly not the way relationships work. So get thee to some modern love training, do some research, do some reading, get some qualified help. And by qualified, let me give you a tip, everybody. There are therapists who see couples, and there are couples specialists. See someone who specializes in couples, who is trained and certified to do couples work. One of the saddest things for me is when people show up for our trainings or for even private work and say, gee, we've been to a lot of couples therapy, it just didn't work. Well, it's because they probably weren't with a specialist. That's what I've discovered. So make sure if you're looking for qualified help, the person really is qualified. Now, let me tell you about our guest today. We are so honored to have Victoria Schmidt, who's worn many hats in her first eight decades of her colorful life. She was a fashion model, a married mother to a PR, she married to a PR mogul, a university dignitary, a women's rights advocate. But it was an event in 2001, the death of her beloved husband, Ralph from Parkinson's, after 58 years of marriage that challenged her to reimagine and reinvent her life. She's the author of Victoria's 95 Secrets on Living a Happy, Healthy, Sexy, Long Life. And she's here to share what kept her young and how anyone can age well, even into their 90s. She recently made her first TED Talk in November, and it's going strong. Her website is victoriaschmidt.com. Welcome to Modern Love Radio, Victoria. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm looking forward to talking about my long life. And incidentally, I have turned 97 in the last month. Oh, my God. I'm telling people you're 96. Let us celebrate 97 fabulous years. Thank you for telling me that. 97, (laughs) what? I don't think I've ever had a conversation with somebody who was 97. Well, you when are. I talked on TEDx, they, they never had anyone at 96, and that's when I, how young I was when I was on TEDx. Talk. Oh, that's wonderful. So you're just about the same age as Prince Philip, and he seems to be going strong, too. So what, what's the secret to this well, long life? And before you go into the secret, tell us about your life. It sounds like you've done everything. I have. I've actually, well, you know, I'm 97, so I was born just before the Depression, and we were very poor back then. And because of that, it set my pattern for my life because I knew that I had to work very hard in order to get out of the poverty that we were experiencing back then. And that's what I did. I worked very hard, dedicated myself to every job that I had. And I would work in a job four or five years, and then I would get bored because I accomplished it, and then 
then I moved on to another. So I've experienced several. If you, ch- if anyone wants to check my website, as you said, Victoria D. Schmidt, they may, and you'll see all the different jobs I had. Because what was I your first to- job? What was your first job? What did you do? And how old were you when you started? Twelve. Twelve. Was- oh my God. I was what twelve did you years do at young. Age twelve. Yep, and I worked in what's a bed and breakfast today, but was a boarding house back then. And I made 10 cents an hour, and I didn't keep the money. I gave it to my mother. So that was my first job. Oh, well, it probably was very necessary for your family because you were going through this huge upheaval economically. I certainly understand why that would have been the case. Oh, it was really, it was amazing. But uh, it didn't bother me i felt that this is the way i was uh, what i was born into and i just had to work and my parents were they had to dedicate themselves to what they were doing they didn't show me too much but i followed what they expressed as a way to live a good life and that's so why did you I, have brothers and sisters victoria i had uh, a sister who was three years older than i and i'd like mm-hmm. to mention something about that as we progress and okay, then i so had right ahead. Shall I go ahead? Well, it ties into genetics, and you mentioned something about genetics. And I'd like your audience just to think. I'll I'll tell you what the the role genetics play in your life. But just think of what you you believe is how strong genetics are in your life. Well, it's far less than most people think. That's exactly right. It's only 20%. The next 20% is uh, your health. And the biggest one is 60%, and that's what my secrets are, living a good life, doing the best things that you can and doing everything that's right for you, and that's what my secrets are about. Now, I'll get back to genetics. Pardon me for talking about it, but it's so No, listen, you're talking. All of our listeners know I'm the world's biggest geek. I started out in hard science. And what you're saying, I want to back you up because I certainly have studied genetics and the genetics of longevity, the genetics of family systems and patterns, all of that extensively, because we used to think that genes controlled everything. Well, they control basic things like eye color, hair color, skin color, but the rest of it really has to do with external factors. And how you live your life. And my family is an example of that. I mentioned my sister, who was three years older than I. And when she uh, was 42, uh, she she was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And the doctor called me and told me she had just had two years. And uh, it turned out she didn't know, and she lived 12 years, and she died at 60. So she died at 60 of complications of all kinds of cancer. And here I am at 97 years young. So what does genetics have to do in controlling a family? Do you see how important it is to how you live your life? And those are my secrets. Hello? Are you there? Yes, I am. When you start with how you evolved from a 12-year-old working in a boarding house, where did you go from there? What's the rest of the story? Well, it it 
sort of amazing to me that I have lived this kind of a life, and I've had epiphanies throughout my life without my realizing it until I was 90, and my whole life changed because at three and a half, I I had an epiphany, and I didn't realize all of them that came to me, and I went on and on and on, but I knew that I had to work hard, and it turned out that I wasn't you know, I, I I I was somewhat bright, and I was the brightest in my high school. And how I went to college is beyond me. It's a very big story of how it happened. And it just, I knew that I had to continue, and I worked hard. I, I ran into problems. I lost my mother when she was only 54, and I lost wow. my brother when he was, but I just persisted. Nothing could stand in my way, and I didn't realize what was going on in my life until I hit 90. And by then, I hardly had any anyone that was my uh, maturity, and right. that's when my whole life changed. So, Victoria, one of the things that you're saying is working hard may, in fact, be one of your secrets. Sounds like there were a lot of challenges and losses in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And that you moved through those. Now, how did you get through those challenges and losses? Well, I'll tell you uh, about, well, there there are certain basics in one's life, and there are about a half a dozen of them, and they start with, listen to your doctor, visit him or her as long as you, uh, whenever he suggests. And you're, I'll just simplify these. And the nutrition that you, the things you eat, defining your self-image, watching your weight, and get enough sleep and exercise. I could go into the exercises that I do, but I want to emphasize. So you're exercising at age 97? You are going to have to tell us what you're doing. Come on. What's your, your favorite exercise? Well, is having a trainer. I see a trainer. You've got a trainer. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. And it's important. I say that talk to her about it. I see a lot of people in the gym that I go to, and they're practicing on their own. But I find that it's important because if you don't do the exercises correctly, they don't do you any good. So she she corrects everything. And I just have to ask this question. How old is your trainer? 51. Okay. 51-year-old trainer training the, the 97-year-old star of the gym, and <laughs> right. you're, you're with a trainer because you want to do your exercises correctly. I think there's a lot of merit to that. I know that if I'm not working with my trainer, I don't push myself as hard as my trainer does. That's for sure. I well, kind I of push lay myself. back a little bit. I push myself, and, and it's, it's amazing how I it's the drive. I don't stop because I get tired, now, but I do take naps. I need to ask you this, Victoria. When did you start exercising? When did that become a regular part of your life? Well, I was athletic anyhow during my my whole life, uh-huh. and I, I would do certain things. And when I went to college, uh, I there were classes that I took, and I was always ahead of everybody else. They, they weren't this uh, advanced in, in their exercise. And then as I matured in my 50s and my 60s, I would jump rope. I minored in French in college, and oh I counted. Oh, my God. And I counted so you're in like French. you're like quintessential. Everything the research says about speaking another language, learning another language, which keeps the brain exercising, you're jumping rope. In your 50s and 60s, you still have a trainer and go to the gym at 97. Well, uh, I now, I want to say this, because this I, is an important piece of research. Let me just throw this out, please. 
One of the things that has been shown is that by exercising regularly, the brain for people who exercise rate is larger. The brain is larger. That means the shrinkage that people associate with the brain over time can be combated by exercise. So everybody, think about your brain and keep exercising on a regular basis like Victoria because, Victoria, you clearly have your wits about you at 97, and research is showing this just came out that if exercise was a pill, everyone should be taking it every day. <laughs> everyone should take the pill every day. It fights cancer. It helps to cure illness. It protects the brain. It keeps us in a cogent mental condition. So I'm so glad you let off with exercise. Now, talk about nutrition. We all know that's a good double hit, exercise and nutrition. Now, okay, you may drink, I go back you drink to alcohol. I- I've got to ask you a couple of questions, or do you well, drink alcohol? One of my, well, actually, two of my secrets are you enjoy the good things, some of the good things in life, because they may be good for you. And one of them is, <laughs> is enjoy the well, good I'm things a chocolate they might be good for you. Oh, yes. Dark chocolate well, and good. But the other thing is wine. I'm right there and, with you. Love good chocolate. And it's got to be good chocolate, the dark okay. chocolate. Okay, does it has. have good wine also? <laughs> well, yes, but uh, most, uh, well, yes, get the best wine. All right, everybody, can. good wine and good chocolate, Victoria's Secrets <laughs> to longevity. But, uh, both white and red are good for you, but okay. only uh, women can have one glass of wine at night, or I have mine at night, or uh, but men can have two. We have to be more careful with it. But enjoy it. I enjoy okay, it. Okay, so women, no more than one glass a night of red or white. Men, I guess you can have two. All right, so Victoria, you've got exercise, you've got nutrition, enjoy life. But you also talked about the secret, and this is important to us here at Modern Love, the secret to your 58-year marriage. You said that you pursued equality in your relationship. Absolutely. Well, also, finding the right person. And uh, I can remember when I was in high school and I had this boyfriend, and I don't know how it came about, but I went off to college and I said, I'm sorry, goodbye, I'm going to college, and I entered that relationship. And it was within a month, uh, I went to college in September, October the 14th, 1938, I met my husband. I went to Rutgers. Well, I went to Douglas College. He went to Rutgers, and they had buses that came, brought women over from the uh, women's college to the gym. And uh, a, a, a young man who was in charge of one of the dormitories came up to me and said, would you like to meet a, a football player? And I said, shyly, I said, oh, yes. And when I met them, <laughs> this handsome, big Guy, I'm sort of tall, except five, seven and a half. I, I was. Yeah, that's little... tall. That was especially tall in your day. My God, five, oh, yeah. and a half, five seven and a half. <laughs> right. Woman at that and time here... would be like a six foot woman today. <laughs> yes, and he was uh, six. I thought he was six two. He says he was six one and a half. But that was when I met the man that I married. We oh. went together for four years. I experimented with a couple of other guys, but none was like that one. And it was Ralph, and we had a wonderful what marriage. What was it about him 
that attracted you to him other than he was tall and handsome? It was, well, it, it was strange because he respected women. It was amazing, his respect for women. And I never felt any challenge or, or women's rights or anything like that because he respected me and loved me and let me do whatever I pleased and supported. And I did a lot of things, and he supported everything I did. And he really loved me, and I loved him. That so you said was... the secret to your marriage was we were equal in being human beings. I'm quoting from some of your things from your book. You said we were equal in being human beings, and many, many people who grew up in the era that you did report that they actually weren't happy in their marriages because they were treated the way women were treated back in the day as if they were second-class citizens or they were the housekeeper and the cook and the babysitter, but not a full human being. So you had a very unusual marriage, but you're saying to pursue equality in relationship is a secret to longevity, and that makes sense to me. Absolutely. And when we got married, I felt, uh, and and lots of women, well, it was after the war, no, it was uh, during the war that we were married, and uh, they would go out. We had to, women were working, and then they would stop working after the war was over. And I felt that what I wanted to do is when I came home at night, I had the same view of living with someone in the home that the man would have. So I looked upon more, living together equally. So Yeah, I that work. makes total sense. Well, we're, I want to move on to something else you said that really jumps out at me. You said accept mistakes that you have to go through all experiences to truly live life, and you encourage people to accept and forgive yourself for things you're less than proud of. And don't worry about the mistakes you've made. Learn from them. That's very powerful advice because a lot of people, I know this from all the people that come to our trainings and people I have a chance to coach and work with privately, people eat themselves up with self, I call it self-flagellation and regret over mistakes. You know, you you must learn. And if you don't ha- make mistakes, you're not learning anything because if you're right all the time or think you're right all the time, then you're not learning and you're not You know, a- you are so right about that. The- One of my mentors, uh, Dr. Virginia Satir, used to say, if you can't make mistakes, you can't make anything. Right. I agree. Now, one of the other secrets, because I love your secrets, is you are who you are. Having your own identity helps you live a long life. How does that help you live a long life? Because you're not trying to be someone else. You're trying to find everything else about you and what makes you who you are, and that is not counting on someone else. And When, when you try to be like your parents, be yourself. When you're trying to be like someone you respect, get the good qualities from that person, but use them in a way that helps you, not because you're wanting to be like someone else. It must be you. You are unique. And you yeah, and I think trying to be someone other than yourself creates anxiety, and long-term anxiety we know leads to depression, and depression shortens your life. So and a lot let of me stress. just draw that. Yes, draw that through. So now what do you mean when you say one of the secrets is plug in? Is what? You have a secret here that says plug in. Stay plug current. Plug in. Mm-hmm. I'm not 
quite well, this one, I'm going to read the whole thing. It says plug in, keep as current as you can with technology oh, because yes. that will help you stay in control. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, there are so many people that, uh, well, of my maturity, that don't know how to use a computer. Oh, my goodness. I work all the time. From In fact, when I went to, and I spent a few years in government, and when I went into government, it was 1980. There weren't, uh, they didn't have computers in, in New Jersey government, and I couldn't imagine why. And as time went by, they finally got onto it. And people who are mature think, oh, what's, what's the point of technology? Technology is where the world is going. You'll yes. have to keep current. If you don't, then you, you're under stress. And Now, when I, you're on your computer, what is it you like to do, Virginia? Victoria. Victoria, forgive me, Victoria. Yes. <laughs> okay, that happens all the time. But okay. Um, I, I'm on, I have my computer on right now. I start after I walk. I, well, you didn't finish all my exercises. I walk every morning. Yeah, we're right? running out of time. That's why I'm, I have to talk about this plug in now. My God, we only have a couple <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> okay. What do you do right. on your computer? I work on my books. And I try ah. to. Uh, I I have programs right now. I'm placing ads on Google, and I I keep current with what's going on in the world. And if I have a problem, I'm like young kids. I get get answers on the computer. I'm on it constantly. And then I'll take time. Ah, oh, but you, I can't sit. That's another one. Don't grow old sitting down. I get up every half an hour, then I come back and I and I Okay, so don't the, sit still, get up every half an hour if you're on your computer. And Victoria, my goodness, let me tell everyone that the book is Victoria's ninety five secrets on living a happy, healthy, sexy, long life. Are you still having sex? You, better talk uh, you know that, that we can discuss all uh, that as a subject. And since we're running out, maybe yeah. you can call me again and we can talk something about we'll that. Call because one of my secrets is tell us all about your sex life. We have to hear. Sex is good. It's oh, good absolutely! For you and it it you has young. benefits. It helps you live longer. It takes That's care of right. pain. All kinds of things. Lovely. Thank you so much, everyone. We're talking with Victoria Schmidt. You can go to her website. It's triple w dot victoriaschmidt.com and her book once again I think I'm going to have to run out and get it Modern Lovers you know we love books here in this community and this is a book that's a must have tell us it's on amazon.com we all know Amazon Victoria's 95 Secrets on Living a Happy Healthy Sexy Long Life thank you Victoria and a big thank you to our producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, associate producer Cliff Dunning, and to all you modern lovers, live long and prosper and have great sex. And thank Bye. you very much. Goodbye. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Victoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.